This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. Your brain needs support. And new Ollie Brainy Chews are a delightful way to take care of your cognitive health. Made with scientifically backed ingredients like Thai ginger, L-theanine, and caffeine. Brainy Chews support healthy brain function and help you find your focus, stay chill, or get energized. Be kind to your mind and get these nootropic chews at ollie.com. That's O-L-L-Y dot These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. Are you ready to take your business to the next level? Every day there are countless books and articles that are published offering the key on how to make your business a success. It's easy to feel overwhelmed trying to keep up and run your business. That's why Deb Creer created the Business Power Hour. Keep up on the latest trends, best practices, and techniques for how to make your business a success. Let the Business Power Hour do the heavy work for you. Good morning, good morning. I am Deb Creer, and I am passionate about giving professionals the tools that they need to make themselves and their businesses as successful as possible. And we're going to talk about something today that I firmly do believe is one of the things that you have to be doing to make your business successful. We're going to be talking about podcasting. So joining us today is Ryan Estes. Welcome, Ryan. How are you doing today? I am doing great, Deb. I'm so happy to be here. Thanks for having me. Perfect. I love it. And, you know, I have to have to say, I love the fact that we are talking to you and you are in Denver, your home. <sighs> you know, we've been here almost 10 years, but I, people say, where do you live? And I, or, where are you from? Right. Where are you from? And I say, well, we live in Atlanta, but we are from Colorado. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It, it never leaves you. You can leave the state, but the state doesn't leave you. I know. I know. Yeah. We're, we are from Colorado <laughs> until the day we die. Right. And then, of course, we went to the same university. So, hi. You know, just so many overlaps here. I love it. Perfect. I love it. Well, I always like to ask my guests how they got to where they are today, because I think it's very interesting to know how it is that you discovered that at least for right now, this is your passion in life. So tell us a little bit more about it. Oh, you know what? I didn't even, I was so excited. I didn't even tell your bio. Let's step back. Let me read your bio and then we'll jump into that. Perfect. So Ryan Estes is an American Buddhist entrepreneur. As the founder of Kitcaster, a podcast booking agency, he facilitates thousands of extraordinary conversations. Prior to Kitcaster, Ryan owned a media and marketing agency for 10 years. For eight of those years, he hosted the Founders Podcast Talk Launch. Consistently ranked in the iTunes Top 100 Podcasts, he recorded 300-plus interviews with more than a quarter million downloads. He's married with two kiddos in, as I said, Denver, Colorado. He enjoys training Brazilian jiu-jitsu and has a purple belt and cap wearer. I think I said that right. Um, Ah, see, I knew (laughs) I was going to get this wrong. Um, And he has a green, yellow cord in that. He also volunteers as a finance mentor 
and is an avid sportsman. Seriously, you live in Colorado. You have to be an avid sportsman. So again, Ryan, welcome, welcome. Now tell us how you got to where you are today. Happy to do it. And, and thanks for, for doing the introduction, Deb. I appreciate it. So, um, you know, as as my my bio implies, you know, I was working in media. I, I really started my career in music. You know, I, you, we both went to the University of Colorado at Denver, and I studied music business. That was back when there was a music business to study. <laughs> so <laughs> what we have now, who even knows? Everything's yeah. free mm-hmm. and artists don't get paid. Um, so, you know, when I had two very young children, uh, I switched uh, careers and kind of moved into media and marketing, web development, stuff like that, and was actually the first social media marketing company in Denver. Um, and we did really well. Um, a part of what I really missed about music was the camaraderie of being with the guys and the gals, mm-hmm. just like hanging out at band practice, drinking some beers, talking trash. Um when I discovered uh, podcasting, it's particularly like comedy podcasting. I was mm-hmm. like, oh my gosh, this is just it. This is band practice without the instruments. So as um, I left my music career, I kind of, it kindled um, my podcast career because it gave me a reason to get back together with my buddies um, and, and just kind of uh, talk trash and, and publish it to the world. Um, and that podcast did really well. Um, but I, I really was intrigued with the, the medium itself, particularly for my business, which was growing and as a means to like speak to really interesting people and, you know, validate some of my ideas, um, see where they are struggling, see if I could be of service for them, if they could be of service for me and just to get to know each other. Um, it's really kind of an intense introduction to a person to be speaking to them with headphones and microphones and it's going to publish. There's a little like electricity in the air. Mm-hmm. So just kind of fell in love with the medium, you know, and did that for many years. Um, uh, uh, Brandy Whalen, who owned a PR company here in Denver, um, used to send me her clients. She worked uh, largely with startup founders here okay. in Denver. Denver's got a great tech scene. Mm-hmm. And so she'd bring me her clients and I'd interview them. And, and she and I just clicked. You know, and and we're we're having coffee one day, and she's like, "Let's work on a project." So we kind of came to the conclusion that we want to do something in podcasting, and started throwing out ideas. And this idea for a podcast booking agency sounded novel. It sounded like it had opportunities. And I think where we really got excited about it is the way that you would scale a podcast booking agency, which is just like a talent agency, is kind of old school. You know, it's like relationship building, it's building a team, um, handshakes, emails, phone calls. Um, the way you skill is with bodies. <laughs> and both of us had kind of gone through the ringer of SaaS and B2B and lean and mean type startup stuff. Um, it sounded fun, you know? Um, so September 29th, was our official launch. Mm-hmm. Um, we kind of started with a pilot, uh, I'm sorry, a pilot program, found some success, wrapped a brand around it, launched it in September, mm-hmm. 2019. So we're a little more than two years into it now. We've got, I think, 18 employees and you know, loving it. It's just been so fun and able to connect with, with folks like you, Deb, has been amazing and um, it's really cool. Cool. I love it. You know, and it's kind of one of those businesses that launched at the right time before the pandemic hit, um, <laughs> you know, and, and yeah. because you can obviously do everything you do virtually, um, you yeah. know, as long I, I tell people, as long as I have Wi-Fi, it doesn't really matter where I am. But I think, especially from a podcaster's perspective, 
we had guests, potential guests coming out of the woodwork. Um, and, and it was because they all of a sudden were not able to go speak at conferences. They weren't able to um, do all of those things that they had done before. And they also sat down and thought, what message do I have to give? And so did you really find that things just blossom because of the, the pandemic for you? Yeah, absolutely. You know, we all, we were super terrified like everybody else, you know, we all going to die kind of thing. <laughs> um, but it turns out that like podcasting became something that uh, business leaders could do. You know, everybody went home, you know, for what was it, two weeks and it ended mm-hmm. up being six I months. I know, I love that. <laughs> it's only going to be two weeks and all of us went, yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it ended up being six months. But, um, you know, for founders, oftentimes, particularly if they're process systems driven, maybe they're a little mature, they, they, they have a couple of funding rounds. Um, they've got, you know, director of marketing, they've got director of sales, um, they've got fulfillment, they've got customer success. Everybody's working, everyone kind of, manage to to pull it off um, through Zoom calls and at home. But then for founders, like, well, what do I do? How do I show leadership? And podcasting really f- stepped up right there. You know, um, podcasting too, prior, you know, we were still a young business, but we'd see probably 20% of shows were still going to um, a, a recording studio or a podcast studio, or they brought guests in um, where, where it was kind of advantageous for everyone to go home as everyone became intimately understanding of zoom right and like, oh wow, yeah all of a sudden can, yeah that's how the world function yeah and it's like well why would i spend an hour in traffic to record this podcast when we could just zip into here on zoom and and we got it so um you know serendipitously we were a little bit in the right place at the right time you know and and it really as you said you know we all of a sudden had to get very used to zoom um you know and, and there was that kind of awkward period of time where it didn't didn't always have the right equipment was really fun to look at somebody's unmade bed behind them, um, you know, some things like that. But then we realized <laughs> this is is a great way to function. Um, you know, yeah. we don't have to 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 go all these places. Um, for me, it's great because, and you know, and, and we'd obviously been been pre recording for years before this started. But you know, I can talk to people from around the world, and because we can pre record. That that makes it um, you know easy to do. I mean, you know, this week we're actually getting ready for the holiday break, and so I've got six interviews scheduled this week. So you know, we get all of that done, and technology is just fabulous uh, to be able to do this. It's incredible. It really is. I mean, you know, I was a little bit uh, I don't know in the beginning. I was kind of like, oh man, this is terrible. But you know, it's really changed the, the entire cultural landscape of work. In a way, now when I get stuck with windshield time, it drives me crazy. Right. You know, it's mm-hmm. like, man, it, it was just so wonderful to be able to like put in a nice, you know, eight nine hour day mm-hmm. um, in your your home office mm-hmm. and and be done. You know, it, it it it's great. Now we also made the decision to, to hold an HQ here in Denver because mm-hmm. there's also like something very uh, advantageous about coming together. Yeah. There's something about that personal connection. hundred percent, you know, so we got to mix the two. And I think that's kind of um, the, the balance we're looking for. Um, I personally think that like working remote um, and not kind of like babysitting the, the time clock, mm-hmm. there's something innately human and, um, there's just a human dignity of giving somebody the respect of like, yeah, yeah. manage your time. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, if you get your work done better <laughs> at 11 p.m., 
fine as long as you're getting the work done and you exactly. do the required meetings. I mean, you know, and, yeah. and but but yeah, you know, it's yeah, and and that really resonated with me. You know, there was something a long time ago studying business, and I've always had tyrannical, terrible bosses, which mm-hmm. kind of pushed yeah. me in entrepreneurial direction. You had to be under direction. their thumb, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, they're just they're evil, mm-hmm. you know. Um, and so I was like, it, it pushed me in the entrepreneurial direction, but also made me a little gun shy about like wanting to be the boss, you know? Um, but, you know, th- you know, I follow, you know, Gino Wickman's kind of traction model really closely um, because once you start to assign everybody a number, then my job as a leader is to help people uh, achieve their number as opposed, and however they do that, you know, we're outcomes based. Mm-hmm. So if you, you hit your number, awesome, man. But if you're not like, Hey, how can I help you? It's, there's no, there's no micromanagement or as little as possible. And of course, some folks need extra uh, guidance and assistance at different times and things always come up because it's life. Um, but, you know, just br- to bring it back to zoom, I think zoom has facilitated this is an extraordinary way where we can, we can just pop right in here. You know, <laughs> yeah, you know, and and uh, yeah, it's it's going to be interesting the next year ish uh, to to see where thing because there's going to be some more technologies that develop and and the, the whole thought of cons uh, the concept of hybrid I think you know I don't know if that's really going to work an awful lot you know it's it's I was talking to somebody the other day and and they were in their office it was funny they were at CU Boulder um, and they were in their office Monday Wednesday Friday and working from home Tuesday Thursday. And they said, didn't matter where they were, the file they needed was in the other location. Um, you know, and, and so hybrid, I mean, you know, it's, it's going to be interesting. But I think, you know, to, to bring us back to, to podcasting, that's one of those things, no matter where you are, if you've got that equipment, you can do a podcast. Um, and in fact, for people who are doing quite a few, it may work better for them to be in their home office because they might be recording at you know nine o'clock at night, depending on which podcast they're on. Um, you know all sorts of things. And as long as your background is you know fairly you know respectable, you can be doing this at any point in time. Hundred percent. Plus, it gives you some fun to go shopping for. <laughs> Who doesn't want to buy microphones and headphones? Right. It's a good I time. Know. <laughs> and and cameras. I'm like, oh, cameras. My, yeah. yeah, lighting yeah. and like mm-hmm. some to some to nerd out for. So I I'm, know. You know. <laughs> I know. You know, and and but uh, to be honest, though, that is something that also scares people because they're like, oh my god, do I have to have all of that? And you know, I've done just as many podcasts of people who I know are using their iPhone. Um, you know, and and as long as the audio is good, I mean, that's that's the important thing, but. You know, it's, I always tell people it's not, now, if you are having a podcast, there's a lot more expense to it because, you know, there's just a variety of things that go into it, but to be a guest really doesn't take a a big, um, you know, cash outlay. Oh, hundred percent. Yeah. I mean, there's a lot more moving pieces when you have your own show, as Mm -hmm. you well know, 700 plus episodes, Mm -hmm. you know, Um, when we were kind of conceiving what would become KitCaster early on, we kind of thought about that, about producing big shows, you know, um, and ultimately we decided not to largely because of that reason, because there's a, the expectation kind of falls off a cliff. Mm-hmm. You have all this enthusiasm about putting the show together. You get a couple of shows out and you're like, wow, that's a lot of work, mm-hmm. you know? Mm-hmm. So, I, and I don't think that should be discouraging to folks. Right. I just produced enough shows that I knew 
that really you have this peak enthusiasm and then it wanes. Mm-hmm. Um, and if they haven't created a system for themselves, that's um, kind of self-sufficient to support right. the podcast, mm-hmm. they might just drift. Mm-hmm. So, you know, as far as being a guest, it's a great way to have an amazing podcast experience where you go f- as a guest on other people's shows. Um, and there's a real reciprocity behind it, whereas you can share your expertise. Mm-hmm. And in I- exchange for that, you know, you get access to the audience that the podcast has worked really hard to build. Um, so I think it's really, it's really cool, you know, and I think that at the core um, of podcasting is what makes it so unique, you know, that it started off free mm-hmm. as opposed to, you know, music, which started out really expensive and then just became free. <laughs> so right. because it starts with kind of this reciprocal kind of like um, principle baked mm-hmm. into it, I think it just, it enhances the experience for everybody. Right. Well, let's kind of talk some of the, the basics. Why should a business leader you know, even think about being on podcasts. I mean, what is what is the the appeal to it, and and why you know why should they do it? You know, and our clients they have all kinds of different reasons they want to do it, um, but the outcomes are, are totally central to what we're doing. So um, when we begin a campaign, you know, mm-hmm. we'll have a discovery call where we start with like, hey, what are the ideal outcomes of this campaign? Um, you know, we work largely with you know funded startup founders, um, entrepreneurs with exits, C-suite executives. So usually they have a pretty good idea of what's lacking. Mm -hmm. You know, everybody wants prospects, you know, so we definitely want to move the needle in business where we can with podcast interviews. Mm -hmm. Um, But then there's other varying kind of stuff. You know, there's probably just straight brand differentiation where people are like, hey, I'm in a really competitive market. You know, we all have various flat blue logos, you know, how are we going to make a difference for our brand? And podcast becomes a great opportunity because, particularly if there is like highly un- indef- uh, indifferentiated um, markets, uh, getting to know the the founder of the company a little bit or the CEO of the company a little bit may be the reason you pull the trigger. So, you know, just brand um, awareness is mm-hmm. a huge one. Um, we also see a lot of folks looking for recruiting, you know, particularly in SaaS and tech. Mm-hmm. You know, everyone's like competing for the same engineers, you know, and there's a lot of perks. So, you know, talking about your culture and like the kind of people that work really well at your company has been has been great for that. Um, you know, because we do work with a lot of SaaS and startup, you know, fundraising, they're always kind of on that wheel. So, you know, using podcasts specifically to speak to audiences that are looking for early to mid-stage investment opportunities mm-hmm. has been really successful. So really it's just you know, we sit down, Hey, what do you want? You know? And then that kind of leads us to an audience. And from understanding the audience that leads us to kind of a, a, a various categorical podcast to start to pitch them to. You know, it's, it's interesting. The one thing you didn't mention is going on and saying, Hey, buy from me, buy from me, buy from me. Yeah. Nobody likes that. <laughs> it doesn't work. <laughs> the, the neon sign going danger, danger, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, totally. I mean, you know, uh, humanity evolved around a campfire telling stories. That's what people want to hear. You know, um, if they're interested in your product, they'll go find it. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, especially people are on their phone, they're folding laundry, they're doing dishes, listening to podcasts. What are they going to like? Dry their hands, go to your website, God, right. da, 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 you know, and what I mean? buy the latest widget that you're selling. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, it's it's not a a, a sales positive atmosphere. Um, caveat being, we see a lot of sales from podcasts. Yes, I mean, and that <laughs> it is. It, let's be honest, it's in there. It's just yeah. you said one of the key words, story. You know, it's it's part of that story that that you're telling. Yeah, exactly. They they get to the end of the podcast. They're like, you know, Deb's cool. I'm going to go check out her website. Mm-hmm. And then there's a co- whole experience of discovery, you know, or they listen to a show. Deb's awesome. I'm going to share this product with my friend. Hey, I listen to this podcast. You got to check it out. I think it'd be perfect for your business. So there, there's just kind of like this baked in kind of um, network virality, I think, through podcasting. That's that's wonderful. We see it all the time. It's challenging, however, maybe if you're a marketing director, because oftentimes it doesn't fit neatly on spreadsheets. Right. You know, so <laughs> we'll have we'll get drilled by the the marketing director, like, oh, what's this, this, and this? It's like, well, man, you're this isn't a a, a, a CPC campaign. You know what I mean? Yeah. So. Um, it works very successfully for people that have very clear objectives and ways they're going to measure the success of podcast campaign and also people that are really committed to you know personal development um, going on podcasts and learning how to tell your story and how to connect to audiences without being salesy but imbibing the passion with what you do um, is is a skill that you master over a lifetime if you're lucky, you know, and podcast becomes kind of a playground where you can work on that. Right. You know, and it, it's kind of that old, uh, you know, argument between advertising and public relations. Um, you know, podcasting really is a function of PR, yep. uh, you know, and, and I'm, I'm an old PR person. You know, that's, that's what I started doing, you know, way back <clears throat> a long time ago. And you know, and it, it's it's interesting because it is it's you know PR is about telling that story. You're never sometimes quite sure what's going to happen. Um, you know, I remember one time I I worked for somebody and they uh, they said you know well we wanted it to say this and this and this and come out on this day, and I said well that's called an ad. <laughs> you know, that's yeah. not a press release. <laughs> and you know, and and sure you develop relations with the media, but. You know, it's it's still you know you you are at their their mercy almost to to you know to do that. And what I love about podcasting is, you know, it's it's it can be as long and or as short as you want. I mean, you know, mine is a little bit of an anomaly because it's an hour. Um, mm. You know, most podcasts I think average about thirty minutes, but I find that at the thirty minute mark, I still have so many more questions that you know we just have to keep going for an hour anyway. But it really is, you know, it's it's about telling that story, and and that's what public relations is. It's it's you know building the goodwill with public. Totally, and what's cool and maybe novel about podcasting is it puts you in the driver's seat. You know, you're not working with a publicist crafting your narrative. It's like, hey, for better or for worse, open your mouth and solve your problems. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> right. You know, and, and, Sometimes and I mean, it's, it's you know, it, it, it's it, you know it. it Obviously, you know, podcasts like mine, I'm not doing any gotcha interviews or or anything like that. Yeah. But there, I mean, there certainly are those that are out there, but it's just, you know, like with with anything, you know what you get when you're going on. Um, you know, or you should. I mean, if you haven't done your research, then then you don't know that. But but yeah, it's you know, there is some some basics, like you know, I used to do media training. It's a little bit of the same thing. You have to be comfortable in front of a mic. You have to be, you know, if, if it's going to be um, video, you have to be comfortable in front of the camera, you know, some things like that. So there's some, some basic things that you need to know. 
and and you have to know what you're going to talk about. I mean, that mm. is the the important thing. So if somebody comes to you and says, "Hey, Ryan, I want to be a podcaster." Now what? <laughs> well, if they want to be a, if they want to build their own show, mm-hmm. um I know some absolutely amazing people that do just that. Um so if you're thinking about I want to build a podcast, mm-hmm. um and it That's is very awesome. different than being oh, totally different. a podcast guest. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. So you want to build your own show. You w- One thing you should also be thinking about is how you're going to launch that show. Because um, you, if you put a lot of pride and, and care into your show um, and you have one listen and it's you. <laughs> your mom. It's, yeah, it's, <laughs> there's nothing wrong with that. But like, why not Everybody give it the same energy? Small. Of course. Absolutely. Right. And, and small is oftentimes better, you know, to have a good niche, but you should be, you should be uh, mindful of how you're going to launch and have a go-to-market strategy for your podcast. So um, if somebody comes to me, I send them to the best, the mm-hmm. best in the business. You know, one kind of unique thing about Kitcasters, we had opportunities to do a little of this, little of that, mm-hmm. different things. And I, I'm guilty as maybe other founders of chasing shiny things. Mm-hmm. Um, Squirrel. But we've, mm-hmm. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> But we really focused in with Kitcaster to do to do just one thing, and right. that's book entrepreneurs on right. other people's podcasts. Mm-hmm. So it, it gives us this great opportunity that if people are looking for some something and resources outside of the podcast guesting kind of mm-hmm. category, then we can make uh, referrals to mm-hmm. some of our partners right. and vice versa. Mm-hmm. So you know, we set out to be the world's best at this service, mm-hmm. um, which means a lot in in a different vectors. Um, but one of those is like creating relationships. So somebody's like, Hey, I want to make a podcast. I'm going to be the first person in their corner. Um, tell them they should do it and then make the referral to somebody else. You know, right. if somebody's like, um, says, Hey, I just want to go on people's podcasts. I want to be a guest on podcasts. They're like, mm-hmm. well, you're in the right place now. Right. So. <laughs> so if I tell you that, what what are the steps? You bet. So it's easy kind of three-step process. Mm-hmm. Um, first step is to really identify the outcomes, the audience, right. and the podcast we're going to pitch, which we kind mm-hmm. of covered. Second step is we build media kits specifically for podcasting. Okay. Um, Deb, I'm sure you've seen a bunch of them. Mm-hmm. Um, they all kind of look really cool. It's a mm-hmm. web page. Um, it has kind of the mission, identity. The all-important um, one sheet. The yeah. one sheet. Yeah. <laughs> you know? And it gives opportunities for hosts to know what you want to talk about, you know? So not only topics that you want to talk about, but questions you like to be answered. Um, we really want to tee up their best stuff and give them the mm-hmm. best opportunity and give the the podcast host a lot of opportunities to talk about different things that might be intriguing to them. Um, so we get the media kit together. And then the third step is really what we do every day. Um, there's 18 of us here in Denver that manage the pitch, the pre-production and scheduling of the show. So basically from the information that we've gathered, we've kind of galvanized that into the media kit. And then we go in pursuit of great podcast placements. Um, the engagements are usually about six months and we usually put people on about three shows per month. So right. that's a that- good number for people who are going, Ooh, three is really, I mean, that's one ish a week. You, know, you, yeah. you do have other things you're doing, right? <laughs> you should 100%. be running your business. Yeah. So, yeah. And the, the folks that we work with are like type A, you know, I mean, they're going a million miles an hour and their time is very precious. So, you know, we really kind of with about an hour per week, you know, you can, if you got a floating hour in there, um, we can put you on these podcasts. Right. You know, and I love it when 
you know, I, I get as, as a podcaster, I get pitches, you know, I, I get probably five a week, um, you know, and, and very rarely do I actually turn somebody completely down. Um, and, and that's more just because it's not a business topic. We can't figure out how to make it a business topic. And, you know, and so I, like, like you, I refer them to, to someone else, but, you know, I, I have the people who are the do it yourselfers. And then I have the, the agencies and it's, you know, it's not good or bad either way. I mean, you know, I, I love working with agencies because there are times where I go to them and say, oh my gosh, I've got a hole. I need somebody here. Um, plus those, you know, you, you said something about this earlier relationships, you know, I have some relationships with some, some agencies where I know if I go to them, I'm getting a good guest or if they come to me, it's not just, Hey, we've got five people that we're pitching this week. It's here's the one person that we really think would be good for your program. hundred percent. Yeah. And you know, agencies, hopefully they're doing that. Mm-hmm. They're, they're saying like, Hey, we've got a perfect guest that, that will hit it off with Deb. Let's go. Right. You know, and you can do it yourself. I mean, you know, there's, I get probably uh, about a quarter of the people that come to me are do it yourselfers. And, uh, you know, there's, uh, it, there's, there's obviously nothing wrong with it, but you do have to know the steps you need to go through. Just like, you know, when, when you're working with somebody, you have to, you have to know what you're going to talk about. Um, I, I love it when I get the ones I can talk about a variety of topics. Such as, uh, yeah, like, <laughs> and um, yeah. you know, and and so and 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 I'll be honest. From my perspective, if I have to work at it, I'm probably not going to, you know. And yeah. it's not that I'm lazy; it's that I expect that to have already been done. So I want somebody to come to me and say, "Hey, I have these five topics that I can speak about," or you know, "I'm an expert in this area." Here's, you know, here's a, that because the less I have to do, the the better that is. Now, no, I totally. still research it. I mean, I still if somebody's an author, I read their book. Um, if they are, you know, I always go to their websites. I go to their LinkedIn pages, all of those things. I mean, I'm I'm not just going to sit here and say, so, Ryan, tell me what you do. Um, but but yeah, I mean, you know, make it make it easy for me. Yeah, absolutely. And, and let's say one thing I like to say too is like maybe have a little twinkle in your eye. Mm-hmm. You know, like help by being present on the conversation, mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. which is easier for some people and, right. and kind of challenging for other people. You know, it, um, because podcasts tend to be more or tend to be more conversational. You know, there's there's a give and take. You know, as opposed to an interview where just I'm sitting here patiently for you right. to lob questions mm-hmm. at me. You know, and then I give succinct yes or no mm-hmm. answers. Right. Um, that can be kind of a conversation killer. I mean, it's like, would you want to talk to that person at a cocktail party? Right. Probably not. How was your weekend? Fine. You're like, all right, cool. <laughs> okay. Later, man. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that that is the nice thing about Zoom is it is more like a conversation. I mean, clearly we used to do these, you know, just just uh, audio. And yeah, the, when you can see somebody, it, it is just a much better conversation. 100%. I totally agree. You know, and and I ask my guests, what do you want to cover? I mean, you know, and 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 it's funny. There are times where I get ask them this question. Yeah. 
Um, you know, and, and, and sometimes I do, sometimes I don't. I mean, because for me, it is part of the conversation. Um, you know, I long ago when we first started this, I, I had mentioned this was a live program and, and my guests came into the studio too. So it was great fun. I mean, you know, it was, it was a ton of fun. And, and I was interviewing someone from a nonprofit in Denver and it was actually a nonprofit I volunteered for. So I knew, oh, you know, fun. quite a bit and, and, you know, it was that, you know, it was, it was, it was great. And, and their, uh, director of special events was who I was talking to. And she came in with her questions from the executive director, you know, now you will ask this and this and this. And I looked at it, went, hmm. you know, and so we did question one and two and three. And then I skipped to like question <laughs> seven because the conversation took us there. And I get this deer in headlights look and I can tell she's thinking I'm going to get fired. I was told you. Have to, you know? And so I'm like, it's, it's all right. We'll cover all of this. But it, to me, to be a good podcast guest it is about being able to follow where that conversation may go. And sometimes I'm like, squirrel, I do go off in some wonkadoodle way. That's more interesting anyway. Yeah, I mean, like I forget I, to do your bio at the start. <laughs> <laughs> I, I was interviewing um, a gal once. She was a brewer at a brewery here in Denver. I don't Ooh. know if you've heard, but we've got some of those. You've got one or two. You yeah. Know, the one big guy and then everybody else. But mm -hmm. If you throw a rock, it'll bounce off a dispensary mm -hmm. and hit a brewery mm -hmm. in Denver. Uh, yeah. Mm -hmm. um, but this is a rather large one. Mm -hmm. And I brought up like, hey, I noticed like in your packaging, like you changed you changed the label so that mm -hmm. the 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 lady on the label was look looks less feminine. What why is that? And it, maybe she felt like it was a gotcha question. Uh -oh. I was just curious. Mm -hmm. I was yeah. like, uh, it looked like yeah. the lady on the mm -hmm. label changed clothes. Mm -hmm. What's up with that? And mm -hmm. You know, that was a that was probably as close to something edgy mm -hmm. or on the line mm -hmm. that I ever got with the show. Because one thing, and maybe you you can relate to this, is there's a certain trust that's right. baked mm -hmm. into it, having somebody on your mm -hmm. podcast, which mm -hmm. is to say, I'm not going to make this hard for you. Right. Like, let's stick to the conversation topics that you're comfortable okay. with. Right. Um, but like, let's walk towards the line a bit. Mm -hmm. So after speaking with that gal for a while, mm -hmm. I think that the tough thing was she wasn't the founder of the company and she didn't make the decision. Mm -hmm. So she's like, I don't know why the gal on the label changed clothes. <laughs> so then she's like, I have no idea what to say. I was like, oh, okay, cool. You know, I just, I was just, yeah, just curious. curious. Yeah. yeah. Um, but well, and yeah. there are times where I will ask a guest in the pre-chat. Um, and everybody does it different. Some people do a, a whole meeting before. I'm like, nah, we can we can spend five, 10 minutes before. Um, and but but I'll say, okay, you know, um, I was talking with with someone about uh, an example, women in leadership positions here in the United States. We do have a lot of international listeners. And so I asked her, I said, do you have any expertise in or knowledge about you know, women leaders in other countries. And she said, nah, not really. I said, okay, then we don't go there. Um, you know, if she had said, oh my gosh, I want to talk. I'm like, oh, okay, fine. Um, I had a guest, I'm interviewing her later this week, who part of her life story and part of how she started her business was she was a victim of abuse as a child. And oh. she said, is it going to be okay to talk about that? And I said, yeah, I mean, it's part of your story. But, you know, that was very good on her part to ask that in advance rather than just yeah. all of a sudden spring it on me in the middle of the interview. Yeah, totally. And trauma and, and things like that. Um, we'll do the same thing. You know, oftentimes we'll say, is there anything about you that we should know that would help you 
to book you on podcasts or that you want to steer away from, you know, and sometimes people are very open about their trauma and it becomes like, um, it comes like kind of like a superpower. Like that's the main thing they want to talk about. Mm -hmm. And other folks would be like, actually, I'm uncomfortable with this and this. And so we can be specific with that Mm -hmm. um, because we want, you want to make sure that everyone's comfortable and, and confident and that it Mm -hmm. doesn't get too, um, too emotional unless they want to do that. And then there's Mm -hmm. a place for that as well, Mm -hmm. you know, but it's a really important consideration for sure. It's just like people's like, um, capacity for big emotions. Cause definitely in podcasting, big emotions come up. Um, oftentimes it's leading up to a podcast for people that are new with it. You know, what are we going to talk about? What are they going to say? Oh my gosh, I looked at Deb's roster. She's had such killer guests. I'm not good enough, or I'm too good for this. I, you know, there's just mm-hmm. the, it comes up, you know? Um, so usually we're prepared for that. Um, cause we've done it so many times. Right. I think the funniest one I ever had um, this was, we were, we're still using Skype and we yeah. were, I was talking with a, a guest about, uh, online security. Okay. This is a great topic, right? And, yeah. and doesn't matter when or where it's a great topic. And so I said something about Skype and he says, well, I don't use Skype. And I said, <laughs> okay. Um, that's how we record the interview. And he said, well, but someone might listen. And I, you know, and luckily oh. he couldn't see my face because I really had the eye roll thing going. And I said, you do understand that's the goal of this. Right. <laughs> you know? yeah, exactly. And he was like, oh, oh, you know? right. Like, and we did the interview and it worked out fine. And I'm pretty sure then he you know, took Skype back off of his computer. But um, but yeah, I was like, OK, <laughs> you know, I know it's a, I try and make it like it's a chat just between the two of us. But, you know, we really do hope we have listeners. <laughs> Yeah, so. totally. We want to encourage them to do that. Mm-hmm. We're not trying to hide. Right, right. <laughs> but, you know, that that brings me to something that a lot of my guests and, and you know, the, the, and, and, you know, whether it's the guests or the promoters, when I know that my program has been listened to in advance, now mm. that gets you major kudos. You know, if, if, you know, if I get a pitch from somebody and they say, hey, we just heard your interview with Ryan Estes. We thought it was great. We would like to, you know, even if they don't even say anything much about it, just the fact that they, that means that they went to my webpage, right? Or they went to iTunes, um, you know, but it's also a great way if you're going to be a guest, you should listen to a couple episodes to see what their style is. You know, is it rapid fire? Do you get to have a lot of time to to give answers? I mean, all of those things. Yeah. I totally agree, you know, and it helps you understand the pace of the show. Um, it helps the the uh, personality of the podcast host, you know, <laughs> um, usually I'm pretty good about like kind of doing some research and, mm-hmm. and um, going and checking out the show before, but I've missed it. And a uh, podcast I was on recently, I missed it. And boy, I, I, I blew it because this guy's energy was like at an 11. Ah, oh, mm-hmm. I mean, he was screaming, he was going nuts. Oh, and it no. was like mm-hmm. it was like 7 30 in the morning here. And I was having a really hard time pacing mm-hmm. and like holding his energy. Mm-hmm. Um, which I feel like if I if I would have known what I was walking into, I would have got up early and done push-ups. Had, you know, yeah, had some extra guy. coffee. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I just couldn't I couldn't reach his energy, you know. Right. You know, and 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 that is part of it, you know. It, it, are they high energy? It's really funny when you know we moved here. I had someone who listened to my podcast, and he came up to me, you know, and I'm in the South now, right? And and he came up and he said, "Darling, 
I love y'all's podcast, but y'all got to slow down. <laughs> and I realized that, you know, that was it. I mean, I just, it, it, and that's part of it. You know, as a guest, sometimes too, you get wound up and you, you get to go in and, you know, it's like, okay, let's dial it back a bit. <laughs> um, you know, and, and that is yeah. just part of knowing how to, to be a good guest. Yeah. You know, it, it's, it's, it's really helpful with butterflies too. Mm-hmm. You know, if you're going on a podcast, you're recording a podcast, you should have some butterflies. Um, you know, and one recommendation I always say is like, if you can choose to speak 10% slower, mm-hmm. that's going to help not only like you be a little bit more coherent, right. mm-hmm. <laughs> but, but also it's going to kind of nullify some of those butterflies because it gives your brain a chance to kind of catch up. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, if you're bringing that Yankee energy down south, it's like, oh, slow down. I know, <laughs> I, I know, it. you know, and 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 yeah, and, and then he then he told me, oh, bless your heart, and it's like, oh, <laughs> yeah, they, yeah, that's one of We're those. We're really phrases. in Atlanta now. Yeah, yep, no, yep, here great. I am. It's here I am. Um, I love but, it. But you know, being on a, a podcast, I mean, it really is about all of those kind of subtleties, because you know, not only do you want to be the good guest. We podcasters talk to each other. And more importantly, we're going to say, oh, my gosh, I've got a great person that I talk to that you need to talk to also. Um, you know, and, and, you know, and very rarely, I mean, you know, I've done 730 some podcasts. I mean, that's that's quite a few. And that out of puts those, you in the top yeah, 1%. Yeah. Oh, I like least, to talk, probably, right? Um, yeah. <laughs> you know, less than five people. I mean, less than five people have I thought, ooh. <laughs> and and I also realized that was my fault. I somehow didn't find what I would click with them on. Um, mm. And and so you know it was just you know okay you know and, and but I would never tell another host, hey, don't have them unless it was something really egregious, um, you right. know, where maybe they didn't come prepared. You know, I've, I have had I've had a couple people. It's really funny who say, well, you know, this is thirty minutes, right? I've only given you thirty minutes, and I'm like. You do understand the name is the Business Power Hour. <laughs> and I had one that was 20 minutes. It was like I've scheduled and I thought, okay. Um, you know, and I mean it is a podcast, I can cut it short, but um, but yeah, it's it's about kind of knowing some of those things too. Yeah, 100 percent Totally. Mm-hmm. It's polite, right. you know. Yeah, yeah, you know, before you're going to go be a guest at somebody's house, you 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 know, you look them up on Facebook. <laughs> yeah, you do a little stalking. Uh-huh. Right, you know, right. I uh, that kind of that reminds me of uh, uh, you know, I did my podcast for uh, forever, you know, mm-hmm. eight, nine, ten years, something like that. Um, it, and it sort of had different iterations. So, and sometimes I would go to people's offices, um, and interview them on their home turf, and mm-hmm. and then and. My favorite iteration was um, I bring them to mine, and I had a great podcast studio built. It was beautiful, mm-hmm. um, but it really went off the rails pretty quick because in order to get them comfortable, because one thing, if you're coming into my studio, mm-hmm. man, that it really amplifies those butterflies a lot. Right? Would be pretty, They're like, pretty oh my nervous. gosh, this guy, you know, this is Walter Cronkite here. Yeah, exactly. You like put a glass of water and you're like, you comfortable here? Sit down. Here's some headphones. Okay, now talk close to the mic, not too close. You know, so they're just like. They're amped up, um, and so to kind of calm calm them down and and kind of make make them feel at home, you know, I'd say like, hey, you know, if if you're a fighter, you're you're walking to the ring. What's your walkout music, you know? And so they tell me a song, and I I put on that song as an intro of the podcast Aww, and get to talking uh-huh. to them about the podcast or about the song. Um, 
but the, the whole podcast was derailed. I mean, we'd spend like 35, 45 minutes sometimes, the whole entire thing, just going over this song and making jokes and cracking up about mm -hmm. it and not getting anywhere with the podcast. But to me, Oops. it was my favorite thing, you know, because it was spontaneous and it was it was a way of playing with those jitters and nerves in an interesting way that really got you got to know the person in, in a cool way and did kind of have a fun segue into the next section. But, you know, then the podcast ends up being nine, 90 minutes two hours and now what are you doing we got stuff to do here but yeah, yeah. it was a fun time for sure but you know you just hit on something that is is so important it is a way for people to get to know the person that's being interviewed um you know and, and my job is to to do that to you know really get that you know get to to you know elicit the answers and then it comes back to that whole no like trust you know i'm i'm mm. getting to know you a little bit more so i'm probably going to trust you and then maybe I will do business with you or, you know, at least check you out a little bit more. And so this is a great way for people to really get their their personal brand awareness out there. Oh, it's the best. Yeah, it's the best. I mean, you, you get to know somebody pretty well from a podcast typically. I mean, there's definitely the hot seat type places where you're shooting numbers back and forth. But, mm -hmm. you know, shows like yours, conversational shows, um, it should be a differentiator, you know, and uh, uh, that's assuming that you're a decent person. I mean, <laughs> some folks that maybe they shouldn't go on podcasts, oh, yeah. you know? mm -hmm. but generally speaking, you know, if, if you're passionate about what you're doing, you know, and it means something to you, that's going to come through, you know, it, it, and it gives you opportunity to kind of dive into it um, with kindred spirits. I mean, the other thing is like the entrepreneurs that we're working with, their friends and partners don't want to hear about their business anymore. Mm -hmm. You know, <laughs> the staff doesn't want to yep. hear about like, it. Like, nah. they're, they're, they're I don't want to know that you beatings. started in your garage. <laughs> yeah, they're just like, bro, man, I know. I, please stop talking about your work. And so, you know, you, you kind of run out of people to talk about. But when you're so passionate about it, mm -hmm. like, this is a place for you where you have similar people that it's particularly in like business podcasts where people are solving problems and they're looking to podcasts as resources. So you have like an audience who's like, yeah, man, tell me what you do. Mm -hmm. I really want to hear about it, you know, and, and to get that enthusiasm from your friends and family, sometimes it's just not going to happen. Right. You know, and the, you know, we mentioned going on just, you know, three or four a month. Part of that is, is by design, because if you're saying it too many times, then it loses that luster also. You know, it's it's kind of the, um, you know, I used to, you talk about being in music. I used to be a theater person. And about, you know, oh, the cool. 50th, 50th time you perform something, it's really hard sometimes <laughs> to get excited to be in that role. Oh, totally. Mm -hmm. Yeah, absolutely. And like, I'm sure for you, 700 episodes, there's all kinds of little tricks you have to keep you interested. You know, and that's kind of a, a, a fun thing as podcasting becomes old hat to you. You know, mm -hmm. um, we also do media training, but we mm -hmm. call it story crafting because mm -hmm. um, a lot of folks that we work with are like, oh, I've done media training. And it's right. like, well, it's not that. Really, mm -hmm. it's about like organizing your anecdotes mm -hmm. in different ways. So if mm -hmm. you've got, let's say you start with a half a dozen, you do another session, we got a dozen, you have a dozen different anecdotes. Mm -hmm. And like, these are the highlights, you know, your highlight reel of your stories. Mm -hmm. Well, you can walk into that that podcast interview and be like, I want to I get these two stories in. And so it becomes kind of like 
a fun challenge, mm -hmm. you know, or at least it gives you a basis to kind of get some of the material out that you mm -hmm. want to work with. Let's talk more about how you work with people. Um, so, you know, I've I, it, only twice, I think, have I ever had somebody tell me, this is my first podcast. And my usual thought is, oh, crap. <laughs> you know? um, and it's, you know, it, it's more I'm thinking, OK, you shouldn't have picked an hour you know, as, as your first podcast. They both went well, um, but I made an extremely concerted effort to make sure that this was a good experience for them. Um, you know, I didn't want them to be done and think I'm never doing this again, but you know, yeah. how do you work with people? So you've got their messaging down. Do they, do you do practice interviews? I mean, how do you do all of this? You know, we, we support them uh, a lot moving up to it. You know, there's a, there, it, when, you know, when I talk about big emotions, it happens. You know, because a lot of times people are like, oh, this would be cool. This is kind of a novel thing. Yeah, I want to do podcasting. You know, so we start going through that, those conversations in the beginning. It's like, wow, well, you know, hey, maybe I didn't think about like the outcomes I want. You know, maybe I didn't, I don't know who my ideal client is. You know, some of these, this information might not be on the tip of your tongue, you know, and then we move into the media kit and we're like, hey, tell me about yourself. Mm -hmm. What do you like to do? And, and if mm -hmm. you haven't done that, if anybody has written a bio, it's excruciating. Oh, it's yeah. It's terrible. Uh -huh. It's the worst. Mm -hmm. You're like, oh, my don't God. Write I don't write your know. own. I mean, that's one of the best things. <laughs> Have it's somebody so else bad. write it for you. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah. You, let, you start looking at yourself. You're like, I don't even know who I am anymore. Why would anybody want to talk to me? This is terrible. You know, mm -hmm. so we get through that and then they have to look at it. You know, it's like, well, here's who you said you are, you know, and they're like, well, I don't like that. And I don't like that. And you're like, okay, okay. You know, we, it's an iterative process and, mm -hmm. and we understand all this. We know that like these emotions come up. Mm -hmm. So we get them through that. We start booking them on shows. Um, and the way that I think we're most nurturing to our clients is we're very process driven and they know where everything is at all times. Um, we're very white glove because we know we're dealing with people, <laughs> people's like mm -hmm. secrets. Sometimes we're dealing with people's hopes, dreams, aspirations, and fears. You know, um, it, we bring them in for a story craft session, spend an hour with them of like milling up some of this, some challenging material oftentimes and sending it back to them in a document that they can use in, in podcasting. Um, and at that point, we send them on their way. You know, um, we'll typically check in midway through the campaign and say, "Hey, you know, how how's it going? Do you want to to do kind of an audit? We could for, we could certainly like listen to some shows and and see if there's room for improvement. And some folks really love that, you know, particularly like technical founders, right? You know, people people that spend a lot of time in front of glowing rectangles and not so much flesh and blood people. Um, they're great at podcasts, but oftentimes I think they're a little bit insecure. So we're there to have people and systems that they can count on and rely on to help them get through this and, and hopefully flourish, you know? Right. Right. Well, let's go to the opposite. What mistakes have you seen people make? Oh boy. A, a lot of like innocent mistakes. Um, you know, it's 2021, 2022, just about, mm -hmm. you know, um, and the vernacular and slang changes a lot all the time. So <laughs> the only real mistakes um, I've seen is people saying the wrong word. Um, and in uh, the three times that it's been So I can't problem, talk about Facebook anymore. It has to be meta. 
Uh, well, I don't know. The goons from from Meta might hunt you down yep, for that. I but know. It, ah. <laughs> there was a time when um, uh, a client had said fisting instead of fist bump. Ah, um, so yikes. that was, you know, <laughs> and he didn't understand why they're giggling. The podcast hosts were giggling, but you know, in every time something like that's happened, we've, mm-hmm. we've found a remedy. Um, cause, cause like you, you know, we don't encourage folks to be too centered on, um, on trying to edit, you know, it's like, if you say something, walk back from it, be like, actually, that's not what I meant. Let me unpack right. that mm-hmm. and give them some tips to like, um, be able to correct themselves in real time because it's actually more interesting for the listener. Um, but the only mistakes are just kind of innocent ones where maybe they're saying the wrong word. Um, uh, if, if I could think of another example, it would be just people that were, how do you say it? Rude, you know? <laughs> If you're kind of a rude person, podcasting is probably not a good idea for you. Right, right. Um, but otherwise, I think if you're generally sympathetic, then it's probably going to be a great solution for you. Mm-hmm. Right. You know, and and then there are things like after the program, um, you know, I, it continues to amaze me. I mean, like I said, I've been doing this a long time when, you know, I, I send somebody, you know, my my producer, you know, talk about having a team. Oh my gosh, I couldn't do this without my producer. Um, but, you know, she'll send the information. She'll say, you know, hey, your podcast is is live today, yada, yada, yada. And then we hear crickets. You know, they, they either they, if they promote it, they don't tag and we're pretty good. I mean, you know, our stuff says, here's, you know, here's how to tag us. Here's, you know, all of those various things. And so either they're, they're not tagging right. And so we're just not seeing it. Or they're not promoting it, and then of course my thought is, didn't they like it? Um, you know, and 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 the funny thing is, when I have been the guest on people's programs, I've done the same thing. <laughs> I know. know it's just like it's interesting, right? I know. You know, they'll it's, say it's you'll hard. get the note, and they'll say you're going live, and I'm like, yeah, I'll, I'll do it in a minute, and then three days later, I'm like, huh, oops. <laughs> yeah, no, it's it's very true. It's a really interesting phenomenon, you know. Um, we do help people. We have a separate product called the Podcast Content Studio, where ah. we help people mm-hmm. create marketing assets mm-hmm. for mm-hmm. podcasts they've been on. Um, and the people that love it love it, you know, because right. mm-hmm. we will we build them artwork. Mm-hmm. We uh, get great quotes from the podcast, mm-hmm. um, and we build kind of SEO rich blog content based on the thing. Um, but then there's other folks that are like, and I don't know why, but it's, it's comforting for me to hear that you have the same experience where it's just like, I want to promote it, but Mm -hmm. I don't know. (laughs) There's a block there. Well, and and, yeah, I mean, I do, I'm like, I really enjoyed it, but then yeah, I totally forget to promote it. I mean, what works best and I'll be honest with you on this is when they promote it, I see it and share it. <laughs> I'm like, you know, oh yeah, this was great to be on there. And so that's, you know, that's a cheap way to do this, folks. This is perfectly fine to do this. <laughs> you know, if if you're on a podcast and they promote it on social media, it's okay to just share what they did. I mean, you know, you don't have or to just start like over. it. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. I mean, the other thing is, is that social media is kind of icky now. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. oh, mm-hmm. there's something kind of gross about it. Mm-hmm. Um, so there's other ways you can share it. One thing I like to do or, is make a recommendation that in your email signature, you know, build a page on your website that says uh, my blog, 
uh, on my podcast uh, episodes. Mm-hmm. And then in your email signature, it's like, hey, if you want to listen to my uh, podcast episodes, click here. Right. Mm-hmm. So it's a way you, it's kind of, it's more passive and it's mm-hmm. not really logging into the Zuckerberg meta right. universe or whatever mm-hmm. ungodly thing he's making over there. But you should be doing this on LinkedIn. Let's be honest. <laughs> yeah. That's what LinkedIn's for. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. That's why LinkedIn's there. If you're going to be on LinkedIn, like be on LinkedIn and, you know, our, our kind of take is like, why not have a Cadillac impression on LinkedIn? Like right. do it mm-hmm. right. And podcasts are the best way to do it. Right. Yeah. And and again, I mean, you know, it's it's easy enough just to share the, the, the you know, the, the link from the show, add a little bit really love this thought we had great conversation i mean you know just don't you know? but yeah then you're not having to to redo it but from a pr perspective you should also know anytime that you're mentioned somewhere i mean you know that's just so you should be keeping track of that anyway yep and if you are mentioned say thank you mm-hmm. you know in the podcast world the way you say thank you is rating and review the podcast yep. oh yeah go on the podcast mm-hmm. rate and review the show you know it's a yep. great way to do it yeah and hopefully give us five stars, right? <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Yeah, exactly. Don't review it unless it's five stars. Yes, That's yeah. also the rule. <laughs> yeah. Well, oh my gosh, Ryan, we've only got a couple minutes left. This has been so much fun. Um, and clearly, I mean, it's it's a passion for, for both of us. But tell us more about Kitcaster. How do people find you? What are the services that you provide and, and things like that? Cool. Just go to kitcaster.com. There's a, a real easy button. Just hit apply now. Mm-hmm. Um, Sent an application through that goes through our account executives. Mm-hmm. Um, if it's a good fit, check it out. But there's a ton of resources there mm-hmm. uh, for podcasting, for marketing of podcasting, for mar- podcasting and PR. You know, our content um, team does a fantastic job. You know, because w- I, I mean it when I say it. We really want to be the best in the world at this, right. and I, I think we're well on our way. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I was looking at that. You know, I'm I'm looking at an, an article right now, preparing for podcast interviews, and you've got boom, 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 boom. Um, you know, so even if you're you're doing this on your own, there's great content there. Yeah, totally. We're advocates of the podcast as a medium and as a net positive for culture. Mm-hmm. So we want to we want to help people. You know, our mission is to celebrate good conversation. It's not booking podcasts; it's celebrate good conversation. So. Right. Um, that's what we're trying to do. Mm-hmm. And, and it is about having those conversations. And I think for someone who's wanting to go on podcasts, that's what you need to remember. You know, it's it's about having that that conversation with the host and, and just, you know, talking to them like you would, you know, if we actually could meet in places and have coffee. <laughs> you know? Yeah, exactly. But, you know, an hour of coffee with somebody is impossible to get now. <laughs> right. Oh, I know. I know. You know. But, but yeah, it's, you know, it, it is about having those conversations, building those relationships. Um, and, and as you do that, then it, it does rub off and the, the listeners and the viewers feel that, um, you know, and, and if you can't, you know, if you're not that warm, fuzzy person, <laughs> then, you know, it, it, it could be a challenge. 100%. Absolutely. Although we, we've had some success with curmudgeons. Well, and it depends on what you're talking about, right? I mean, you know, like the guy who was talking about internet security with me, that was kind of a curmudgeonly type type of thing. Yeah. Um, yeah. But, but yeah, and and obviously it depends on the subject and on the program as to to you know the 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 conversation that you're going to have. 
hundred percent. You definitely don't need to be a bubbly person. I think, you know, you do it. it, There's a nice polarity there. Like if you're serious type person, great. That works. If you're a friendly person, that works great too. If you're kind of in the middle, eh, I don't know. But Mm -hmm. generally speaking, if people have a desire to do podcasts, I encourage it Mm -hmm. any possible way they can, um, and they'll have success at Mm -hmm. it. And don't expect it to be perfect. Um, you know, I think that is probably the biggest thing that that people tell me because they'll say, we want to be a guest, but, you know, right. and, and I tell them, get past that. You know, if it's not, if you have a good host, they'll make it as painless as possible. Absolutely. Um, I, I like to give the advice, you know, don't judge your appearance until your, uh, your 100th episode right. has published. Mm-hmm. Because the paralysis by analysis is real. Mm-hmm. Um, you don't sound like how you think you're going to sound. Right. You listen to yourself back. You're like, who is that person? And oh, yeah. what are they mm-hmm. doing with my mouth? That's um, what I sound let it like. Go. Oh, mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. yeah, let it go. You know, um, it's good to be critical, but but wait till the hundredth episode. You know, give yourself some some room to, you know, make mistakes. Right. I love it. And you will make mistakes. You know, you'll you'll forget to read somebody's bio at the start of the program. <laughs> <laughs> you know, and, and, and these things happen. I mean, you know, that's that's the important thing is as you said, you know, we walk our way through it and and we go on. 100%. 100%. Well, Ryan, this has been absolutely fabulous. And and as we said, you just go to kitcaster.com. Great information. Um, you know, you've got your your contact information there too, so you know people can reach out to you. Do you have any final thoughts for anyone? You know, I don't, but I just want to say thank you to you, Deb. Um, you know, this has been a really fun uh, interview, but also for being welcoming to our clients is wonderful. And I, I, I just really appreciate what you do. So thanks a lot. Well, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. And as we talked about at the beginning of the program, I'm there's some that I'm looking for from you. So you know, that's yeah. And and that's you know, that's that's one of the things too, is it it is about the relationships, as we were saying. Everything is. Everything that's Perfect. worth anything is. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I love it. Well, I am Deb Creer. I've been having the absolute most wonderful discussion about why you really need to go be on podcasts with Ryan Estes of KitCaster. And until next time, everyone have a great day. Tune in for our next program for even more trends, best practices, and techniques for how to make your business a success. The Business Power Hour, hosted by Deb Creer, is proud to be part of the C-Suite Network. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.